Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another tantalating episode. Titillating. <laughs> Titillating. Tantalizing. There you go. Yeah, I combined them. I know it. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Fran. Absolutely. Happy what? to help. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking about empty nesting, Becky. Oh. You're going to be approaching that in a few. Yep. Two and a half. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a fantastic factoid. According to I am not a helicopter parent.com, <laughs> an empty nest can promote freedom and improve improve relationships mm-hmm. and developing what are you laughing at, Brody? I can't take it. More hard hitting facts. I, are you telling me without kids in the house that would improve my relationship with my spouse? I that sincerely is... hope that we are doing this podcast in 10 years oh. so we can watch the puddle that is Brody Mueller yes. as his oldest child goes off right. to college. And, right. and I will and I will enjoy that experience as well, but I will also have a more time for my spell. Like, of course, of course. The- <laughs> But you cannot relate because you're not a helicopter parent. Right. And your whole life isn't revolving around your children. Because they're out there and they are something. We We had a snow day. This was like two weeks ago. We had a snow day and I was at work and we had a meeting and we just had to close the store even because it was just too bad. And my kids were already at at daycare. And I said, well, I'm going to go home. And my coworker goes, what? You're not going to go pick up your kids? I said, why the fuck would I do that? (laughs) Right? No, I'm paying for them to be there whether they're there or not. So no. I can have a couple of hours of peace and quiet. I'm going to go home and play video games and have sex. So (laughs) uh, why why on earth would I go get them? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So a developing line of research suggests that many parents get a new lease on life when their children leave, according to Rebecca Clay. I'm telling you, the Rebecca's know. I know it. We just know where it's at. You guys are wise. (laughs) College kids think parents are dying and crying without them. Every fall, psychologist Karen L. Fingerman, PhD, asks her students how they think their parents are coping with their newly emptied nests. And every year, students express surprise at what her research has to say in response to that question. (laughs) Students always think that their parents are doing worse now that they're gone, and that's just not validated by the research. Study show parents don't give a fuck. (laughs) child of Fran or Becky, you've known that for a long time. <laughs> that was our just way to prepare you yeah, for the world. Maybe you're oh. welcome. before you come home there, kids. I just remember like when I was nearing that, I was asking, like I have a couple of older women friends that mm-hmm. are like mentors and colleagues. And I'm like, what was it like? You know, because you hear all of this gloom and doom, like your yeah. life's going to fall apart and you have no life. And she's just like, bitch, <laughs> it is the best day of your life. And I'm like, what? How could you say that? Yes. And she's like, no, seriously, there is some sadness, but there's way more peace and joy. Yeah. And just really talk me through like what you can look forward to experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do we see with our clients? What are you seeing? 
with my clients in general, mm-hmm. I am not having people devastated by empty nests. I'm really not. What really? I'm seeing though is like couples that struggled. Oh yeah. Then it's a real trigger because the kids were the di- distraction. Right. Right. And yep. so now the distraction's gone. And who is this person? And I don't even know who this person is. I don't even like this person. I will tell you, I am seeing the devastated moms and dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have had a handful of them over the last couple of years. And so it's nice to, I mean, I'm not an empty nester, but it's nice to have sent two off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, it's, you're going to find out it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, this is what you've trained for. This is the big day. Like you've done your job. Let them go do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't move there. Please don't move there. Right. Let them go. If they want to stay on campus and not at home, if they're going to school in the same town, guys, let them stay on campus and not at home. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a financial decision and I get that. Right. Um, but if it's just because you want your child with you, um, you got to let them go. And I guess, I mean, over the years when I look back, women that were stay-at-home moms and their whole identity yeah. was really tied into raising their families. Mm-hmm. I saw them struggle with this because now it's like a crisis, an existential crisis. Like <laughs> what is the meaning and purpose of my life now, right? And they've mm-hmm. got to reevaluate that. So I can see how that would be really hard. Absolutely. What are we seeing uh, with men versus women? So according to DeVry's research, Um, This research challenges the notion that an empty nest is hardest on women. If anything, research is showing that it may be men who don't fare as well when children leave the home. Right. Yes. Okay. And why is that? I don't. I mean, I just, there's so many things I could say about that. I think that we have a lot more, um, I think dads are involved much more differently than they ever have been. Mm Mm-hmm. Nowadays. You know, so yeah, mean. nowadays. Yeah. So there's right. just, I think you're the dad in the room, Brody, but I think there's just a different connection mm-hmm. than there ever has been. I'm not going to say better or worse. Like I feel greatly connected to my dad, mm-hmm. um, but I just think it's different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have not, <laughs> my oldest is nine. So I have not thought about this mm-hmm. stage in life at all and mm-hmm. what I, but I am finding, I think that. As the older I get or and and the older they get, I'm much more emotional than I thought I would be. So mm-hmm. I can I can see and maybe I mean that's just me. I can't speak for all men, but I I could see how this time would be a struggle for me or will yeah. be mm-hmm. later. I, I you guys mark my words when Grace goes to college, um, if she chooses to go somewhere else besides um here at home, um, I'm gonna have to tell Jim, no, we're not buying a house. Mm-hmm. Or renting an apartment mm-hmm. in whatever blah 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 USA she's going to school, yeah, because he's going to want to follow his baby girl, mm-hmm. whatever, um, whatever Jim. Yeah, <laughs> um, many women. He's such a good dad; it's annoying. Um, <laughs> many women actually look forward to their children leaving home. Can't relate. They begin preparing for the next stage, like returning to work or maybe going back to school or exploring new interests. Mm-hmm. And I would say I have seen that with some of the stay-at-home moms, or I like to call them work-from-home moms, right? Um. I have seen that. They're like, okay, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I put it on hold and I'm going to go chase that. Exactly. And it can be a very exciting and freeing time for women. Um, Men in the sample didn't talk at all about preparing for the change. They were less likely to view their children leaving home as a major problem, and they were less prepared for the emotional component of the transition. So consequently, they were more likely to express regrets over all the lost opportunities where they could have been involved with their kids before their kids left home. Yeah. And how many times have you said to parents like in in Brody's shoes, Mm -hmm. uh, because I say this to a lot of them, I'm like, you will not get this time back. Right. Like just 
just freaking enjoy it. Because, and, and even as you were saying, like Nora's nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Or Lily's, or nine, Lily's yeah. nine. Sorry. Um, I, I'm like, I remember Allison being nine. I remember it like it was yesterday. And mm-hmm. you probably remember Camille being nine. Right. Yeah. So it does go fast. Exactly. And, you know, I am happily seeing more dads like Brody, hands mm-hmm. on, very involved with discipline and bathing, all of everything, it. All, all of it. it. I love it. But what I also see that's interesting about that is that there's more fighting sometimes with couples because they have differences or they're piggybacking oh, sure. on each other. Like the mom just disciplined them. And the dad's like, yeah, and one more thing, because they're all up in the business. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's not a lot of communication. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, DeVries also suspects that both parents' ability to enjoy their empty nests is linked to the children's successful life transition. And I think that's anything. Right. Your kids will do as well as you do. Right. No, this is the opposite, Becky. They're basically saying if your kids are transitioning well, then you can relax about it. I took it the I took it the opposite way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your kids don't give a shit about how you're transitioning. (laughs) I know. I mean, mine don't, but But seriously, if Joey graduates and then yeah. he's in prison, okay, you're probably not faring so well, right? Yeah, but I would agree. But if Joey's in college and he's having the time of his life and he's, or he's making got a good friends, job or yes. whatever it might be, yeah, yeah, you're you're living the dream. So, okay, so what's the positive? Oh my gosh. about the emptiness syndrome. So most parents do enjoy greater freedom, like video games and sex, according to Brody. <laughs> A reconnection with their spouses, more time to pursue their own goals and interests once their kids are gone. So like for us in our home, I mean, do you honestly think I would be podcasting if I had two kids at home? No. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Or writing or traveling. Like, I mean, it frees yeah. up so many different avenues. You're mm-hmm. spending time with like your extended family more. Yep. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. It is. A little jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, parents also in this in her studies report that seeing a child start down the path towards successful adulthood gives them a feeling of joy and pride. There's another one of those facts that's going to blow your mind. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's this is the we talk about. I was talking with Rachel the other day about how there there are no wins in parenting. Like you don't feel like you're succeeding. Uh, you can't lay down at night and be like, I won at parenting today <laughs> right. like, because you invariably did something wrong, but it's the aggregate, right? So yes. when you get to this point and yeah, you're seeing yep. Joey go off and do all these great, like you, you did it. You right. you at yeah. least did the minimum of they are a functioning adult and can go out and do it. Like, yeah. I think that I, I could see that that would be a huge sense of of pride when and when you doubt too, yourself every day, like, am I really screwing this up for them? Even at but. your stage, Brody, one of the things I would encourage you to look for is when you catch, like we were talking about it before we were recording, when you catch your kids being good humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a parenting win. Are you always going to catch them doing that? No. Cause every kid's an asshole at some point, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's a parenting win, but it is nice. Like when, you know, watching my adult children and watching them do kind things or say, you know, when I watch Jacob come home, my 22 year old and spend time with his grandpa, and grandma, mm, truly invested and wanting to hear what they have to mm-hmm. say and engaging with them. I'm yes. like, oh, that is so makes my heart wonderful. sing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, the the empty nest thing is bittersweet because if you've raised independent, productive humans, you are proud and you can breathe a sigh of relief, but you're sad as hell too. You know, there is a grieving that goes on when you get up in the morning and you know they're not going to be down there or in their room or whatever. It's like, it's sad. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Nope, it is. 
Okay. What's really cool though, is that the parent child relationship in many cases gets better. Like Mm -hmm. you have a deeper sort of connection and friendship. And I have loved becoming a friend to my kids. Like I was never, I know this shocks you guys, but I was like (laughs) never a girlfriend to my kids. There was none of that. No, I ain't your friend. No. But when I could become their friend, it was like, it's such a beautiful transition. Yes. There's nothing better. Um, Absence of day-to-day stressors that come with living together and having to deal with children's often challenging adolescences, adolescencies, Mm -hmm. and and uh, and they're becoming adults because that is challenging. Oh yeah! Holy moly! Oh yeah! Oh, when Allison was in middle school, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just how she was, although you know she had her moments, just like I gave my mom moments. But um, just I remember just the drama and how mean people were, and mm-hmm. ugh. yeah. Right. It's nice to not have that. Exactly. Oh, my God. I was the perfect kid. I'm serious. I should have hired myself out. I'm not kidding you. I, I was no like, doubt. I was. I was like a robot. Straight A's. Okay. My mom complained because I got an A plus and she contacted the school. I mean, A minus mm-hmm. when it sh- I didn't get an A plus in something else. Never drank in high school. Mm-hmm. Never smoked weed in high school. Never mm-hmm. had sex in high school. Um, what else didn't I do? Um, pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. That yeah. was a good kid. I didn't mouth off very often. And when yeah. I did, all hell broke loose. Did the kids, other kids make fun of you? You know what? <laughs> yeah, probably behind my back, right? Good thing there was no I social know, media. I Most know. likely to continue to I be a got, dork I friend. <laughs> I already got killed on social media, right? They Which today you could go suck it. I know. It. No, but you know what? They would have. They could have had a whole platform just to like totally make fun of me. And I would have been so technical. Yeah, you would have been studying. Oh, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have known. Oh, goodness. All right. So it's also a time where you can renew ties with friends that you haven't connected with, family members that you weren't as close Mm. with. I think it's really cool being an aunt or an uncle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's another way to kind of be nurturing and connected. Mm -hmm. You're so lucky to live so close to everybody. I really am. We have 17, well, we do, we did, 17 first cousins. Most of them live within a 20-mile radius. Yeah, you're blessed. Yeah. You can refill the nest with college involvement in other ways. If you want to go to college activities, you want to join the parents association. I mean, there's other ways you can be connected. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend that will, um, she'll be a host. There'll be host families for international students. And they absolutely love that. Um, They do return to the nest. Oh, do they ever? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, COVID. Uh Um, According to the 2000 census, almost 4 million. So this is like over 22 years or 22 years ago. Almost 4 million young adults between 25 and 34 now live with their parents, possibly the result of a tough job market, delayed marriage, high housing costs, and other factors. And I think think there are, I think those reasons are that are there now too, like especially when student loan debt Mm -hmm. is, I mean, the cost of going to school compared to when I even went to school, um, I can't, it's gone up a billion fold. Right. And then you get a job making, if you're lucky, 40 grand a year, which I know sounds like a lot of money, mm-hmm. but when your student loan payment is $800 a month right. and rent is another 1000 for a crappy two-bedroom, yep. that's not a lot of money. Exactly. So then you move back home. Right. And then that's an interesting, we'll have to do another show just on that. We can do that. another show on that. Yep. Okay. So what are some coping tips? If you are really struggling with empty nest syndrome, okay, you need to recognize pie chart people. You have a, <laughs> you have a pie chart, right? And in the pie chart, you have those little, little pieces of pie. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So one piece of your pie is parent, mm-hmm. one is spouse, one might be daughter, one might be friend, one might be career, right? Pickleball. Pickleball person, mm-hmm. church member, whatever is yeah. in there, right? Yep. Okay, your kids are just one piece of the pie. Yeah. So just recognize that you are a whole person with a lot of other roles and responsibilities. Absolutely. Um, and for our men folk out there, plan ahead emotionally for what is to come. Talk about it with your partner and spend more time with your kids now. I tell dads all the time, because even now with our incredibly um, woke parents that we have, um, I think there's still, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Brody, but I still think there's this man as the provider sort of role. And so to take care of my family means providing for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I love that because you see the love and care that comes out of that. But I'm like, really what your kids want is you here, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask. You know, my wife is a physician and we knew from when we started dating that I would mm-hmm. never, ever, ever be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And that just was at, and most days we are okay with that. And some days you want to be mm-hmm. quote normal, even though that sounds gross, even coming out of my mouth oh, yeah. because it, we were happy with, with how things are. I am incredibly involved and I don't know how else I would do it. I saw something on Reddit the other day where um, this <laughs> somebody posted like, did anybody else's dad do this? We would, he, when dad got home, the first kid he found had to go do the chores. So we would all hide. <laughs> and it wasn't until yesterday that I realized that that is a huge like, neglect. We were, uh, we were right. obviously uh, leaving him alone. And now I don't know who my dad is. Like I took them to school today. I will pick them up from school today. Well, the Adam project just dropped today. So we're going to watch, I mean, everyone loves What's- watching it. Ryan Reynolds movie. Right. Oh, oh no, yes. no, no. I could care less about oh, Ryan. No, You're full no. Of shit. I, I am not Ryan about Reynolds. him. Everybody I have loves. the biggest crush. Not on Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. What? Who's the other dude? I, there's lots of other dudes. What? The main guy. I'm Mark Google. Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. He's no Ryan Reynolds, though. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. He's handsome and funny. Okay, but I do have to share something about my husband who would kill me if I said this because he does he wants to be invisible he's not yeah he yeah but I just have to throw props to him because he is very much the worker the provider Mm -hmm. and I am telling you guys I don't care what he was combining what he was planting that machine shut down to get to whatever activity our kids were in and I don't care if it was freaking rapid city he'd be there well and so I think that's it's an important piece because for what what does providing mean right right? Mm -hmm. and so I think I definitely run the household per Mm se um and I have a much better grasp on where everybody needs to be and what they're doing and and Brian's obviously a huge part of that as well but it's yeah providing that or whether I guess it's emotional stability right. or uh, just involvement or whatever, yeah. I think it we we tend to think of providing as just financial. Right. Yeah, that's um, a good point. When there's a yeah, lot of there's other a lot stuff of other, like and that's a good way. I'm going to incorporate that into therapy, Brody. Mm-hmm. That you you know don't just think of being the provider as the financial provider, right? Because I think that's what they think. Right. Yeah. My dad was a lot like Mark. I mm-hmm. mean, that man worked hours, different things. Like even during tax season, he made money on the side um, preparing uh, tax returns for people. And so he would work all, you know, until late, late, late at night. But he would, if there was a basketball game or something else going on, he never missed Mm -hmm. ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Hey, Becky. 
Where did you get your incredible master's degree in counseling? Well, let me tell you, the same place I got my my amazing bachelor's degree, Northern State University. Wow. Did you know that now they offer programs in K-12 school counseling and clinical mental health, and they are KCREB approved? Stop it. Yeah, I'm not lying. KCREB is such a big deal, too. It totally is. And right now, they have a trauma focus, which is a standalone course, not to mention their integrative mental health care class, which, get this, includes yoga, it includes specific disorders and how to treat them, ADHD, all the cool stuff, even spirituality. No. Yeah. How about aromatherapy? Because you know I love my essential oils. Even that. Yeah. I love it. And the program helps prepare students to take and pass, hopefully pass, the licensure (laughs) exams and get national certification. I love that. So if you're interested... Contact Northern State University. Hey, it's Brody, producer of Shrink Wrap. Just wanted to let you know that you can now purchase all kinds of great Shrink Wrap merch over on their bonfire site. We're talking mugs, water bottles, sweatshirts, t-shirts, tote bags, all of it. From the sassy to the regular, you got some great Shrink Wrap merch over on Bonfire. Head to the Facebook page to find the link or search Shrink Wrap Podcast on bonfire.com. And now, back to the episode. So another way to cope with empty nest syndrome, identify new meaningful roles that you can acquire. So like, do you want to be a volunteer? Do you want to be an involved neighbor? Do you want to be a community member? Do you want to be a mentor? Like So many things. So many things. And like uh, one of the things my family has been really involved in, it seems like every year somebody gets a foreign exchange student. Hmm. And that's been really interesting and beneficial to the family. Yeah. like you said, international host, you know, yeah. every university has international students. And yep. how many of those kids, especially during COVID, some oh. of them didn't go home, like kids from China for like two years or three years. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just being able to say, hey, come on over and have a meal. Yep. Absolutely. Giving them that little bit of sense of home. Um, Reconnect with your partner. Now you can travel and do date nights without worrying about who will stay with the kids. That was freeing the minute we didn't have to get a sitter anymore. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. You're almost there, buddy. Almost Almost there. there. That is so nice. Even if it's just a quick dinner, you know, right away, it's just nice to be able, or a trip to Target. Right. No idea how great. Spontaneous thing. You get up in the morning like, hey, let's go to Fargo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why not? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Reconnect with yourself. Really think about like, okay, do I want to reconvert a space in my home so I can pursue my interests and hobbies? Like, what do I want to do with my kids' bedrooms? Oh, what do yeah. you guys, well, you they're know? coming back, yeah. so you have to keep them the way that they What do you they, think about that? Seriously, because I've had kids come home, mm-hmm. I mean, come to therapy, and one of their issues was like, I don't have a place to come home to right. anymore because their parents were like, oh, now we're going to do a man cave or whatever, yeah. and there went the bedroom. We always kept the kids' rooms, their rooms, until they were like out of the house. So mm-hmm. like Allison's room is now the guest room. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, we waited till she was, uh, I say, semi out of college because she's getting her PhD now, but- um, we just, you know, just so that if they did come home from college, they would have a place that's still kind of their own. Mm-hmm. That was just our preference. But yeah, I did the same. I yeah. still have them, but yeah. only because a, I have, I'm not created well yeah. enough to figure out what to you do. You can with make them. a gym, do whatever you want to do. A yeah, man you don't, cave. Want, you don't have cares. a sewing room or something. A sewing Are you room. Kidding me? 
Do I look like a sewer or a cooker, Brody? I, I am you, none of you, those things. You could. I'm, well, now you're in this phase. You can you can figure it out. Yeah, you have to not, figure something else out. Yeah. We, so we just bought a house that the people who were in it just downsized. So they had mm-hmm. three kids. They all graduated high school. So they downsized. And now we have seven bedrooms. I don't know what the hell we're going to do with all these bedrooms when, mm-hmm. when the kids leave. So we are fully planning on downsizing. Oh, again, yeah. Doing the same thing. That being said, my parents still live in the house that we grew up in and it is all the rooms are still there but it's not my room right. anymore mm-hmm. and everything is shifted around and stuff i don't know that we do have, i i don't know that i feel that i have a place to go home to per se right and now there's just so fucking many of us that yeah. it's <laughs> well so, but now your home is your home right yeah. yeah yeah i think that's a little bit of a difference okay speaking of hobbies fran i am very mad at you Uh oh yeah so um we have a couple of slipper chairs which um if you don't know what a slipper chair is because i didn't um it's basically a chair with no arms Mm -hmm. and um you had said that i should you didn't specifically say refinish these chairs but Mm -hmm. it's like a dining room chair oh they're just chairs you can sit in like right now they're in our living room yeah and they're torn apart by the cats and i hate the design and it's ugly so i'm like you know what you know what Fran's right. I'm going to do this. You're going to flea uh, market flip that Here shit? we go. Oh, my goodness. So I've started taking the staples out yeah. of the old upholstery. And I looked at Jim and I said, whoever put this chair together got paid by the freaking staple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I only have the back off of one chair and piles of staples. Well, wow. see, there's a and problem so, right there. You got to go over the top of the old upholstery. No, because here's what I'm going to do, Brody. I have a plan because I am not good at any of this shit. I am not a, I'm not a home Becky Becky at all. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take the old stuff and then I'm going to bring it with me to Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And, and then that's going to be my template for okay. the new upholstery that I buy. Mm. But I curse you sometimes Sorry. as I'm pulling out staple Sorry. number 72,000. I, I don't know that I would have done the upholstery. Okay. I just thought it was a good idea and I thought you could do it. <laughs> I am only about like the wood. Like I could refinish the wood kind of thing. But hey, you do you. You do you. Yeah. Um, resist making any major decisions in the first six months or so after your child moves out like don't sell or remodel your home don't you know find a different job for god's sake don't move to the city that they're going to college oh, in. oh <laughs> god yeah right and i know you're gonna miss your kids but mm-hmm. please do not check in on them too much do not be a helicopter parent land the chopper land it baby learn to let go and allow your child to become the independent adult that you have raised and look are they going to make mistakes Hell yes. Absolutely. And they're going to learn from them. Yes. Those are some of the best, most profound learning lessons in life is when you mess it up. And then you're like, you will never forget that lesson. My mom always says to me, Becky, why do you have to go through the school hard knocks? And I said, hey, I only take each course once. (laughs) That's great. And you do. You learn from them. Yes. If needed, take time to grieve what you've lost. Like we're not saying you're bad if you grieve these things. Please grieve it. And if you find that empty nest syndrome is getting worse instead of better or it doesn't resolve within a couple of months, go and talk to a mental health professional. Right. And we are not judging. I mean, we are not saying, you know what? It was great for us. So it should be for you. I mean, everybody's different. No, I think I bawled the entire first hour after Mm -hmm. we dropped Jacob off in Minneapolis. Like just ugly, snotty cried. Yes. I was happy for him. I knew this is what we had. Like I said, this is what we had trained for. Right. It still sucked. It still hurts. Yeah, absolutely. It hurts. And then it might not later. Yeah. You know, then it's great. Yeah. So there's a movie you can watch called Failure to Launch. I've not watched that one. 
Is it good? I don't know. Oh, you haven't watched it? It's a Matthew McConaughey flick, right? Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it like almost the exact same cast as How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? I think so. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson? Oh, I love Kate Hudson. They are kind of a recurring couple thing. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. Uh, There's a show on HBO called Mrs. Fletcher that is uh, about with uh, the fantastic Catherine Hahn. Came That's out, not like, the one. I'm thinking of the one where the it takes place in like the the 20s or the 30s where she's a stand up comic. Okay. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking Marvelous of. Marvelous okay. Mrs. Mason. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Okay. That has nothing to do with emptiness syndrome. No. Okay. But anyway, there we go. Okay. There is a book called From Mom to Me Again by Melissa Schultz. And that may interest you as well. Take a look. Yeah. So, you guys, um, as you start enjoying your empty nest, we just want to remind you that we are the shrinks. And that's a wrap.